3: Sunday, the 1st of January 2023. In the first pod of the new year, we are discussing the pool just about getting a point at the high against the High Flying Black Cats at Bloomfield Road this afternoon. The result which extends our run without a win to nine games and four points from a possible 27, which sees further pressure mount on the league of Blackpool manager, Michael Appleton. And I'm John Osman on this today's podcast match action show. Blackpool 1, Sunderland 1. one. Well, good evening, everybody. Happy New Year to everyone. First part of the year, 2023 feels extremely strange seeing 2023. 20, uh, and Tim, was it a, a happy New Year at Bloomfield Road this afternoon? Um, well, I, I think we're all, as we're going to go and discuss, quite
4: surprised at some of the team selections. Most well, certainly, we were way off, weren't we? With ours, um, but but it started brightly, um, and um, but I think we just, for me, just seemed to f- fail to maintain the momentum that we'd built up in the first half. But um, overall, I, I went into today's game expecting nothing, and um, I thought we'd get beat. So. Um, it's happy days when we've
3: at least managed to get a point. Trying to take the positives out of a negative, though. No. Yeah. Uh, Mitch, Matt, good evening. Welcome back. It's been a while. Um, for the benefit of the audio pod, would you just like to explain what is sat on your sofa behind you? Um, nice. obviously, obviously, that's been your wedding photo has been crudely discarded, <laughs> thrown in the bin, replaced by that, which is a. It's
1: uh, Gary Medine's uh, shirt, number fourteen. <laughs> Gary Medine signed by Gary himself with his beautiful penmanship, which was um, the uh, the hall I took for entering the um, nineteen fifty. What's he called actually? The nineteen fifty three draw, anyway, the BST draw thing. I paid my five pounds um, for. You know, it's a, it's a good cause with profits going to BSTs. Various community works and things, and lo and behold, I won Gary's shirt. And if there has been a fix in this, I've had absolutely no part in it. I'd
3: like to say, um, if so, have, there yeah, was a I mean, more worthy winner, it's you. So it's, um, <laughs> it's the Tangerine and Gary gods combining and smiling down on you. And, um, you could make it up, as about Dickensian I tale think at least or
4: 150 that. people in that drawer, <laughs> if not 200. And uh, and your name, I was absolutely killed over when that uh, when your name got drawn out. Well, I couldn't I've,
3: believe it.
1: I've seen the video of the draw, and I mean, it all looks as if full FA rules have been followed. There's yeah, it's,
3: it's very, yeah. you, you, there's no nothing dodgy goes on at BST, is that it's everything's well above board. So I'm pretty sure it wasn't a fix, unless uh, Tim and you had some uh, just, sort of Ted Bovis add. style secret compartment on the uh, on the lucky <laughs> draw bag. Just to add, I think next week's the uh, the next draw.
4: So, all uh, all um, podcast patrons and podcast listeners and viewers, get yourself signed up. And uh, I think there's another shirt in.
1: Uh, there's sorry, a CJ Hamilton shirt in this That's one, correct. and various cash prizes.
3: <laughs> so, you've still got time. Pete, will you be entering for the glory of winning CJ Hamilton's? Match-worn, signed shirt. Um, I think money money cannot buy it. such a uh, I
5: think I'd rather have a cash prize, to be fair. Cash <laughs> equivalent? No exchanges or refunds. 30p. <laughs>
1: Come on, right? It's priceless, isn't it? <laughs> 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 it? Priceless. So
5: changes or refunds. It says the actual same thing in the real CJ's contract. <laughs> I actually selected CJ for the game the other day as well for the team. Uh, Pete, me and you
3: there. did actually, but we got shot down. If you remember, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Made the goal, well, out, didn't we?
4: Based, based on the second half performance, uh, you were wrong. Based uh, on uh, the Tim, first Tim half, but I think me and right.
3: Pete, me and Pete, said it. The max may not have picked it up. Um, for the first half only, that's all we said.
4: Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we did, yeah. Prophetic. <laughs> Prophetic <laughs> you
3: were,
5: weren't you? <laughs>
3: As opposed to CJ's second performance, which was pathetic. <laughs> but we'll come second to that. That wasn't good. <laughs> uh, has everyone had a good New Year then? Did anyone go out and get pissed last night?
5: Stayed in and got no. pissed.
4: We had a party here, so... Um, uh, yeah, I was, a bit, I was a bit
3: hungover this morning. <clears throat> Stone cold like sober that. me. Not drunk at all. Impressive. Uh, I'm making up for it today though. Right, let's get on with the show. Um Seaside 7. Um our resident wordsmith, Mr Mr. Mitch Cook over there has helped out with the Seaside 7. Uh the first of these uh seven topics is the lineup. Um seems like one big middle finger to the support. Grimy dropped and uh Jerry Yates left out. The lineup was as follows, Maxwell, Conley, Epiteta, Thornley, Husband, Patino, Carey, Perveda, Hamilton, Medin and Lavery. Pete, obviously no CJ. Uh, sorry, CJ was in there, which we were trying to force through. I think we also wanted Carey in as well, didn't we? Which we were both overruled with. So good to see Appleton's listening to yeah, us.
5: Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I thought it, I thought when I saw when I saw the lineup come up, I thought it was four four two, and um, I spoke to Mitch on the off the you know on the group, and he said, oh no, it'd be four three three, and he was right. I couldn't believe it to be honest with you, but uh, it actually worked quite well in the first half, didn't it?
3: Tim, um, it's a bit of a surprise to see Joey H dropped. I kind of wasn't that surprised really when I when I thought about. it. I thought. oh... He has been running himself into the ground, and maybe a bit of a rest could do him yeah. the world of good.
4: I think. You? I think. You, I think you always get um, uh, for, for for Jerry. I think you'll you'll always get commitment. But I think I've got to say I think he has been off off the boil, so to speak, over perhaps um, really since we come back from the World Cup break. I would say I think he's because he had a rich vein of form. Uh, just before that, didn't he? Around the time the Preston game and uh, and Sheffield United away and and uh, scored some good goals, but he they seem to have dried up and um, he just doesn't doesn't seem to be carving out any chances for himself or for others. So um, perhaps I I wasn't too surprised, uh, albeit I would probably have played him. But um, uh, yeah, I think uh, the one the one I was a bit more annoyed about was. Uh, the first one on the team sheet. Which um...
3: let's, let's let's switch over to Mitch quickly, and uh, he can give us his thoughts on that. Obviously, Tim's talking about Chris Maxwell coming back in for for Grimmy. Mitch, you've obviously been away the last couple of pods. So how do you feel about this? I think it's really <laughs> yeah, well. It's really comes to the floor now, hasn't it? This this issue.
1: Yeah, well, we go we go round and round. I think everybody here all thinks Grimmy should play, um, and he obviously prefers Maxwell. And to be honest, I I I looked at the team, and I thought, "What the fuck's that?" Like I didn't get it. And then I thought about it for a bit, like walked to the ground, thought about it a bit, and I thought, "Well, fair play to him because he's." <sighs> how can I put it? I would rather he stick to his guns and do what he thinks he should do, than come up with some kind of convoluted, pathetic team selection to appease a group of supporters. Um, And I thought, well, that's a very attacking lineup. He's got as many attacking players on the, on the pitch as he possibly can get into a lineup. Fair enough. And he obviously prefers Maxwell. I don't prefer Maxwell, but I'm not, you know, it is what it is. Um, and so, actually, I thought fair enough. And by the time the game started, I thought, well, this is it, really. I mean, this is this is it's, it's a bit of a, a controversial line up. He's done a few headline things, and he's thrown a load of kids in and a load of attackers. We're either going to have to get at them, or we're going to get absolutely battered. And either way, if we get at them, great, that'll be fun. And if we get absolutely battered, then that'll sort out the you know the the sort of stasis we're in, where it's it's perpetually you know, we keep, we keep perpetually playing. Just well enough for you to think, yeah, well, okay, you'll carry on, um, and not actually winning games. So I thought, well, this is going to go one or two, one or two ways. We're either going to score goals or we're going to get battered. And as it was, it was another one-one draw. So I was wrong. Mm. <laughs>
3: um, if you just look at the, avert your eyes to the screen, gents, just for a second. There's a couple of uh, comments coming in regarding uh, grimmy One first from David Rowe saying. If I was Grimmy, I'd be handing a transfer request in in the morning. Uh, And also, Tim, uh, Matthew Warren is saying, I think Jerry Yates will be sold. Um, I think we did hear rumours once about him going to Sunderland. Um, Your thoughts on Grimmy and Jerry Yates being dropped?
4: Yeah. um, Well, I think obviously touched on Yates, not too surprised. Um, I I, I would actually, well, I will be quite surprised if Yates is still with us at the end of January. Um, I think obviously Sunderland have lost Sims, uh, my Sunderland supporting mate also says that um, Stewart's likely to be sold and Yates is one of the players he understands that they're looking at. Um, so, and listen, at the end of the day, if if you're going to double your salary, what is he, Yates, He now 26, 27, 28 maybe, um, at that stage of your career, then, I, you know, and he's given us three good years, I, and we get some money for him. Um, I, I sort of get it. Um, what I don't get is is this uh, Maxwell Grimshaw scenario. I think uh, Appleton had pretty much put his cards on the table yesterday, hadn't he, when he uh, spoke uh, in very enthusiastic terms about Maxwell, um, which sort of put the writing on the wall, really. So actually, when I saw the team, I wasn't surprised because of what he said yesterday. Uh, and I don't get it because somebody we keep saying this that you know he's he's probably our most valuable asset is Grimshaw. Sure. And if as couple you know, if I was him, I'd be putting a transfer request in and thinking he don't he don't rate me. I'm gonna I'll go somewhere where I am. And there'll be nothing and we won't get good money for him because he's not established. And he'll go somewhere, get established, and then go for ten million quid. And and that it completely books the trend of what we're meant to be trying to do, which is to nurture young players get two or three years out of them, sell them on, make a profit, (laughs) rinse
1: and repeat. It does, Tim, but I'm just in a mood to be devil's advocate tonight. Um, We slated him last week for not picking Dougal um, and for picking three kids in midfield. And should he be making team selections based on the long-term potential of players? If he genuinely and honestly thinks Maxwell brings presence to the defence, I don't necessarily agree with him. I've said at length on here that I personally would pick Grimshaw, but it's like we're trying to have it both ways. We're slating him for not including... Older players, when when we want those older players to play, but at the same time we're slating him for including an older player when he wants to bring experience to a part of the team. And I think he's it's like we've gone back and forth so many times. He, He clearly rates Maxwell higher. That's his call. He will live or die by that. And I'm I'm kind of you know I'm kind of over it now. It is what it is.
4: I think I think we've got we've got to resign ourselves to the fact that he'll always prefer Maxwell to Grimshaw, won't we? You know. Yeah. And, um, to be
3: fair to Maxwell he did uh, make a great save didn't he today? He did yeah. He had a good game. Yeah, he had a good game. He did alright. Did flap at one. Yeah,
5: he though. had a good game again. It's just it, he's excellent though,
3: Apart from that flap in the first half. It was at the North End, wasn't it?
5: It would it would be a bit different if Maxwell was a lot worse than Grimshaw. There isn't a huge difference, is there, Pete? At the, P, the, the end of the day, there isn't a huge
4: difference, uh, but you've got one that, that's going to improve and one that is probably playing as well as he's ever going to play.
1: And, and I agree entirely with you, Tim. I'm just making the point that in sort of, you know, logical consistency and in his head, his mind's made up,
3: as you say, so... Was, uh, Matt Cowburn just put... Maxwell didn't put foot wrong, so they both have similar flaws. That's a fair shout. Um I thought his distribution was a bit poor. Yeah, it was yeah. on a few occasions. Uh, his kicking was, was a bit off.
4: Uh, he, he put a couple into touch and and, uh, and and gave one. Just played one into like a massive area where you no know, Blackpool players were. So as um, like I said, we had the flap, and I, don't, I think he could maybe have done a little bit better with the goal, and maybe. But it's difficult because the header was such close range. But we only that I
1: mean, Grimmy kicked one out of play the other week with under no pressure at all. So, yeah, you know, they're, they're, both, they're,
5: they're both culpable. But, yeah, <laughs> I think ironically, you know, if we lose Yatesy, which I think we possibly will, and we lose Grimmy as well, we could end up losing more players than we get in this January. Mm. But, I think. <laughs> I think it's to fairness for Grimmy. I just
1: feel for Grimmy, who's put not put a foot wrong. Really, played well since he's come back in, and just I feel like he should lose. You know, he should have the shirts and he loses it. That's how I think it should work, but it doesn't. So, not in my well,
3: place. Yeah. Right. Let's move on then. Uh, good first half. Is the second topic, uh, Pete? We. We had a very good first ten minutes of the first half of the previous game. We had a very good forty-five from the uh, Sunderland game. It was it was a it was a pleasure to see us playing on the front foot and being the dope more one of the more dominant teams against a, a team of Sunderland's quality.
5: Yeah, we 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 played really. I mean, it, it was almost a carry on from the second half from the other night. You know, I think like somebody said on the the message board earlier on that you know it was ninety minutes of. Of good football, you know, in two games, um, and we were really good. Um, although the ref was a bit—I uh, don't know if we're coming to the ref later, on. But, <sighs> He's you know, point he, he seven. That knobhead is problems. point seven. A problems early doors, <laughs> like the um, booking of uh, Connolly uh, and the booking of Perveda, which were both, in my opinion, because I, I had the benefit being a, a view from the armchair of a really good stream, uh, Sky Stream. Um, that um, showed lots of replays and stuff, and that was a foul on Pervader.
3: Well, obviously, um, the, the the first challenge on Conley was right in front of me. I thought it was a ridiculous yellow card.
5: The first was tackle was,
3: Possibly a foul, definitely not a yellow card. He couldn't wait wait to wave the, the yellow card. Um, but Matt, as uh, Pete's just mentioned there the the foul the the, the foul air quotes on perveda you may have had a better view of it from where you were from from where i was it looked like a dive so i would be interested um, to hear your thoughts to, on
1: that well before we get to the foul let's just 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 have a, a moment on perveda who was absolutely sensational i mean there's a, there's a fella sits down the road from me turned to me and went this this Pervido, where's he been where's he been uh, was it pk it's, it's a good question isn't it you know
0: Pervido.
1: <laughs> it's a good question. Um, I mean, he was just out of this world and that run that, that ended with, the, with with him being clipped. Um, my view of it was that there was contact that I think he was probably off balance and the contact made his mind up in terms of what he was going to do, if that makes sense. I think probably the correct decision from the referee would be to wave play on, give no decision and move along. I mean, I don't know, Pete might have a, have a, have a, a better view from replays, but I thought it w- certainly wasn't a deliberate swan dive. Uh, you know, what's the word, a calculated dive that he decided to do Um Equally, it didn't look like a Stonewall free kick either, or whatever it would have been penalty free kick. I can't remember where it was in the in the box or not. Um, like box. Yeah, I mean, he, he sort of poked it through,
5: sort of vaulted he lost it the ball. They he won. poked it through too far.
3: Yeah, but I think he poked it, it through too far. VAR, if you had the VAR,
5: there, you, I think they would have given a free kick.
1: Yeah, maybe, but, um, but I certainly don't think he was booking, and I, I think that no. that was a shame because he he was. Um, he was on a knife-edge-all game because of the way he plays. I mean, if, that, if that's good pervader, then let's have more of that because I loved that. I was the most I've enjoyed seeing a Blackpool player play for ages, certainly since Bowler left. Just loved that. He was throwing himself around. He was crashing into players, you know, bouncing off them. His close control was out of this world. He was creative. He was brave. He was fantastic, and he was at the heart of everything we did that was good. So, yeah, I thought he was superb. It was it's like that at Hull. It was like that
4: in the first half at Hull, to be fair. Tim, well. I was just going to bring—I was just going to—I was just going to bring you in, Tim, then,
3: because um, I remember you uh, waxing lyrical about Pervader after you'd been to Hull, and um, yeah, so yeah, no, and, and he was—he
4: was—he was—he was a box of tricks. He was—I think I think it was showboating a bit because I think he had one of his uh, wags there. I think there's some very Latino-looking <laughs> women in the stand, which you don't normally see at Blackpool away game. Um, and um, yeah, he was trying to nutmegs. He was doing it was up to all sorts. So I, I, we had to sacrifice him. A lot of people in, in the, the chat are saying, when, saying uh, like
3: Bowler, he was. He reminded me of Bowler today. So. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was. It was. It was incredible. And uh, and and
4: you know, he's obviously there's, there's allegedly been some issue with um, d- discipline and timekeeping and being a Billy big bollocks. But the reality is, when he's been on the pitch, he's generally looked. Like he's got what it takes to make a difference, and um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm glad to see that he's actually now getting a run in the team because uh, whatever issues were going on behind the scenes clearly kept him out of the side for quite an extended period. Because um, I remember when he first that first game he came on, was it Blackburn at home um, for ten minutes? So he was incredible in that game, and uh, and then he sort of disappeared from from side, didn't he, for perhaps three months? So
1: he was good at Uddersfield uh, away as well.
4: Yes,
3: this is interesting from Stinger. Uh, in the Matthews' lounge after the game when Perfader got his man of the match moored, he said he was just getting into it and there was a lot more to come from him when he was in full flow. And I, th- I think that's the, the kind of player that we were hoping we'd see. So if that's going to happen week in, week out, we may just have a chance of staying up this season if he stays I, injury-free.
5: I, I think you've got to give Appleton some credit for putting him in at number 10. Position because mm-hmm. it's just suited him perfectly. You know, I I thought Oh, Pavely's a winger, mm-hmm. uh, and that's where he's going to play. But you know, I didn't think about him bad in playing there. And if you liken him to bowler, bowler wouldn't be anywhere near as strong in that position as he is out wide. Mm-hmm. So you know, he's. I think he's picked that up, and it's it's definitely worked. That's something that's really worked. Well I was moaning
1: pre match that he won't play Carey in the ten, but there's not a chance in hell Carey could have done what he did. Um yeah. you know, after why the hell's he not putting Carey in the ten, Pervader out wide, he's not getting the best out of this squad, blah blah blah, you know, all of that. And and actually on that, I think he'd got it spot on. And it was it was brave again. You know, like I say, like I said at the beginning, the team says that's really brave.
3: Okay, let's just move on to CJ in the first half. Um there was a, another incident where he got Polaxed off for a, uh, I think it was smashed into the new fancy advertising but He didn't
5: even give a free kick. The, and then he goes and books Conley about he, two minutes. Yeah, later. it was incredible,
3: wasn't it? I was uh, apoplectic you, with rage at that. With both the last two home games, there's one thing that's really stood out to me is
4: how many times, particularly when we are on the front foot, um, naturally because we're in possession, how many times the opposition do quite cynical fouls and yes we get the free kicks most of the time but the yellows don't get dished at all <clears throat> all through to, to the game uh, today i thought Sunderland were repeatedly doing those little professional fouls but there's no sanction and yet and yet we you know we we're, we're probably and i've said this a few times we're probably a bit naive or we're a bit more honest if that's the right word in the, in the in that we when we foul we it's obvious we fouled and and we tend to, you know, I think we were. I think you tweeted yesterday, didn't you, John? Or even earlier today, we're top of the yellow card league. Well, were, we're we're absolutely romping the red Seven. card league. <laughs> um, I think the next next side's got three, which you know puts it into context. But we're top of the yellow cards as well. I think we're fifth. Well, before today, we're not top.
3: 50. Yeah, we're up there. We're up there with yellow. I thought we were. We're up there. The thing yeah, is, I
5: how can O'Neal, you know did that foul on uh, on CJ? How did he stay on He was the dirtiest player on that pitch by a mile. Oh, Nene. He was us. He was horrible. He should have been off the pitch way before.
4: And the reality um, is Con- Connolly's probably Connolly. only made three fouls in the whole game and he's got himself sent off. Um, And, uh, you know, you can debate whether he deserved the yellows for each one of them. But th- there was probably two or three Someland players who were repeatedly fouling, and and I said cynically, I think there was one when
3: perveda was going through, and they just just pulled him down, and oh, no, clatter, they clattered him and didn't get a yellow, yeah. yeah, and then he then he he put um, oh the big Rochdale lad, what's Beasley. his name? Beasley, see that Beasley when he got yellowed, yeah, like, yeah. Perveda got nailed, just a free kick, and uh, Beasley just stuck a foot out. Ever so slightly clipped him, but he's like straight away with his yellow. So like, what's it all did about? You see, did you see that
1: one? I don't know if you could have seen it from the north, but did you see that one where, um, I can't remember what foul it was, but then he blew for a foul for us and then he called our players over and gave us a lecture after giving them, <laughs> them a foul. and um, It went Gals, on for a while that as well, didn't it? Yeah, well, it did, yeah. because I, I was quite close to, Gaz had gone over to him to have a word. I could literally see him mouthing, I'm refereeing this game, not you. Be quiet or I'll book you too. And um, then he pulled um, Hubby over a bit later and said it almost exactly the same thing to him. I couldn't see his mouth that time, but he was pointing at him and he was pointing at himself. I'm the referee and he's pointing at husband. You're not the referee, you know? Um, so we, we weren't even allowed to complain about it.
3: i have got to get his name. Tim, it, Tim Robinson. He's, well. called, he's called Tim. He's called Tim Tim. Tim Robinson. Oh, no, not
4: a good association.
5: <laughs> Apparently, he's given the most yellow and red cards out in the championship this season as a ref. That's
3: not surprising, Pete. Nice statistic, though. Well done. It's weird, isn't it? Because the
1: ref on Thursday wouldn't give a yellow card what? out for anything. <laughs> oh, was great.
5: Yeah.
3: We need that, that uh, 60s mod referee, uh, Mr Bond. He's my favourite ref. Cool name, cool haircut. Does a good job. Um, let's talk about Lavery's goal then. Someone. cracker
1: Well, I mean, hitherto unfore- unseen levels of skill from CJ for that little through ball. Mm. Um, absolutely beautiful. And Lav's took it on and I thought... I, I, I thought I, re- I really want Lavery to be good. I really, really want Lavery to be good because he's just so likable with his effort. And I thought, go on, go on, go on. And he rattled it into the bottom corner. It was an absolutely beautiful finish. It was it was um, Lavery from that mad hot streak he had for... You know, three months where he couldn't stop scoring. It was a terrific finish. Um, and then the fella next to me said, "Are you sure CJ meant that through ball? Was he not just poking it forward for himself to run after?" While every time oh, that's <laughs> and I thought that might be a bit harsh,
5: but um, I've still not seen it. I've not watched the replays back to make a judgment. Cool. CJ probably gets more assists than anyone, even with the minutes he has on the pitch. Yeah.
3: He does. He gets in some good position. He's very good at pulling the ball back, getting into the and pulling... Uh, he is. Pulling the ball. Yeah, he's getting a bit of a bum deal, isn't he? Old CJ. Timmy, very quiet on this. Uh, I didn't
4: always say a big... To be, to be fair to him, he made me with words a little bit, I thought, to, well, the first half he did anyway, um, because, um, you know, I, 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 I don't like the lack of control and... Um, and, and for, so, for me, I think, as we, to be fair, we were we did say well, I thought he'd do better coming off the bench today, to, and the, he tends to have more of an impact when he comes on with slightly tired legs. Uh, but it, I've got to say, in the first half, he 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 nearly convinced me to change my mind on it because I did. I thought he made a a great contribution and and was proving a, a great outlet for us on 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 the right hand side. So. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think he did me in the past. I've got to say, and uh, and it, it was it was you know it was decisive, well weighted, and um, and finished
3: with a plum by Lavery. Big Gaz was in space, unmarked as well. not sure. I don't know if you noticed that. I was thinking, oh, uh, if he's got to score. Uh,
1: I haven't noticed. I don't spend the uh, entire game watching Big Gaz. <laughs> Sometimes I watch the ball. <laughs>
3: On the uh, very tin pot coaching journey that I am on, I get told to watch, just watch another player in the middle of a game. And it's quite interesting to do it, just rather than following the ball, to watch a player. And I was watching uh, Gals quite a lot today. And he's you know, a very unappreciated player, isn't he?
1: Oh, he absolutely is, John. He absolutely is, but not... He's not not unappreciated
3: on this pod. No. That in the top right corner, is he? (laughs) Thank God Sean's not here anymore.
1: Yeah. No, he'll be wanting to join now. He'll be going, let me in. Let me in. I like my dean now. (laughs) <laughs> probably,
3: best, probably best friends with him now, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I bet he sucks up to him, doesn't he? Can I take your picture for the website, please, Gary? Do you
1: Gary? want a cup of tea, Gary? Do you want
3: a little <laughs> cup of tea to carry around in this video, Gary?
5: I'll make you uh, one like that. <laughs> I always said you were great. <laughs> When I
1: gave you that six in my match report, it was really a nine. They printed it upside down.
3: <laughs> I hope you're watching. <laughs> I hope he's watching. If I was, if I was very sad that I didn't have a job, I'd maybe go through our back catalogue of content and snip out all the <laughs> bits when he's when he's dug out Big guys, and then publish it online. Tag Sean in and say, FAO, Email Gary McGee. Have you seen this?
5: <laughs> to Gary, then we can go and visit Sheldon in the hospital <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh come on
1: Gazzy's Gaz
3: love <laughs> right point three um, on the last pod it was uh, entitled switch and, and then point three also our Sunderland second half switch Mitch like you start on this one um, did they go to three at the back and put an extra in the middle because they certainly did changed things around at half-time and it was like watching a completely different side and they they dominated midfield and dominated the second half.
5: I thought it
1: was particularly um, evident when they'd made a sub on about 58 minutes. I don't know what exactly it was that they'd done. Um, And then thereafter, we we had nothing. We had a little bit at the beginning of the second half. Um, I think there was a chance. I think Lavery went through again and squared it. Um, I think that was before they scored. Um, But then... after they'd made that switch it was just one way traffic and i mean it was it was absolutely obvious that we needed to do something about it um whether it was you know pull pull i'm not sure how useful pulling Pervader deep would have been but um, we need to get another body in the middle and and probably doogle on to to shore things up um and I think it was that they switched to three at the back and put an extra man in midfield. But whatever it was that they did, we were we were we were gone at that point, and it was just a matter of time, wasn't it?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think it was probably the most chalk and cheese performance from both teams that that you're going to see all season because we went from being probably, arguably good enough to have gone in with a two goal lead. Mm-hmm. Um and um, uh, to, to literally clinging on. I mean, I think, you know, I, I turned around to one of the guys next to me after about 75 minutes and said, take the draw. Uh, we both agreed because it was just, uh, well, I, I, don't, I don't recall having a shot in the second half. They were that dominant. So obviously we had a few corners and a few blocks, but there was—I don't recall a clear cut shot off on their
1: keeper at all. We had we had one that I can remember. It was on the same move where um, it was almost a repeat move from the goal. Lavery was cutting in from the left, and he squared it. It went behind Gaz, um, out to the wing. They pulled it back to Carey, and then Carey hit it fairly tamely, and their keeper saved it fairly I, easily. Uh, That's the only one I can remember.
4: Yeah, and uh, and you've got to say every credit. To Sunland for for recognizing what they needed to do and 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 doing it and, and doing it so effectively as well. Um, but yeah, literally, you wouldn't have recognized. I, I was I was I came down at second half really thinking we we had the ability to push on and 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 um, and go and get that second goal, which we, th- we might have done it, but we were never at the races. And um, and so you know you know we talked about how effective CJ was in the first half. You. He, he seemed to have a frontal lobotomy for the second half because he, he he was he was the polar opposite, um, and uh, and I think that's what you get with a lot of our players, don't you? They've got the ability to perform for certain parts of the game, yeah. but it's the consistency that good championship players have. Even you know, even when things aren't going right for them, they're still putting a shift. And, and and a few of ours just just dropped off. And uh, but that again, that's probably down to the amount of possession that Sunderland had as well. But when we did get the ball, we were very ineffective with it. Apart from, <clears throat> I've got to say, I thought Lavery did quite well with that that cross in the second half. It, it, it was very unlucky because uh, it was well weighted, and um, uh, you know, another day, Gas Castle got else was in with him. There was two Blackpool players in the middle, and uh, both of them, it was just it, it was a smidgen away from from being the perfect ball in. But the, it was it was one of the few highlights of what was
3: otherwise a rather frustrating second period. Uh, point four is Lavery, the second Pete. Yeah, possibly our only decent chance in the second half. Um, Shane Lavery kind of threw on goal on the left hand side. Caught too. He, he should have been a bit more selfish, I think, at that point. Are you are. are yeah. you t- We've just done this. Oh, have okay. you? Oh. Uh given it a, Tim's just
1: launched into a very <laughs> eloquent description of it.
3: Yes. For the yeah, benefit of the audio pod, then. I just nipped downstairs to get my phone. So I've missed it. what did he say? Yeah.
1: He God, said I'm that Lavery listen. was unlucky and that he that on another day it was a perfectly weighted ball. <laughs> another day, Gaz and whoever else was in with him, that's you know, I was listening.
3: Right, I'll I'll change this one quickly then and let's move on to um sloppy seconds what is sloppy this is passing isn't it
1: which brings yeah. me neatly to that, that well if I jump in and segue onto what Tim just said there um about the the quality of the players um, I had a little look at the stats for the game um should we should we work out CJ's passing accuracy stats poor oh, CJ okay. I always cool. do this to him I'm I'm aware of this I always pick on CJ what do you think his passing accuracy was today <sighs> I, I got an
5: assist he got an assist, yeah. I'd, no, like, look, he,
1: I'd like to know his... he um, great going forward and he impacted the game. I'm not denying that, but it's exactly what Tim said about the two sides of the players and, you know, the pressure in the second half. He His passing accuracy was 35%. He relentlessly gave the ball away in the second half um, and a lot of their pressure was coming from sort of starting from like their left back or left midfield area where he was giving it away. And whoever it was they had playing there was just picking up the ball and just shooting forward and we just couldn't retain possession. And I think I think um looking at the start, CJ was the worst with about thirty-five, and then there was loads of players on sort of 60 ish. Um um I think I can't remember who was highest. Somebody was up with about I think Patino was up with about 70 odd, but loads of players on 60 ish. Um which suggests we're giving the ball away a lot or or you know 40% of the plastic
3: passes are misplaced. With CJ, for me, it wasn't the, the misplaced passes. It was the... Pardon the interruption. Normal service will be resumed shortly. This is just a quick message to say, if you're enjoying this content, I would like to say thanks for this podcast and the many others then please consider joining our Patreon support program where you can donate a small monthly amount to help support this content and help us pay our bills. To do so, go to patreon.com forward slash pod. There are several tiers you can support us on, starting from the price of a pint per month and upwards. And in exchange, you get... This annoying advert removed from all audio pods and also everything ad-free on the audio. You'll also get access to our Patreon supporters WhatsApp group, which is good fun and other random giveaways as and when they come in. So please do support us. Patreon.com forward slash pod. Let's get back to the content. See you later. The bottling of... Challenges? Mm. Did anyone just... anyone else pick up on that? Just not putting a challenge course. in. There's no excuse.
4: Uh, well, I think I think we, we, we saw we saw the the side of him in the second half, which is the reason why I wouldn't start him in the first place. Yeah. And and so said he did he did um, he maybe eat the words to a degree based on his prefer- first half performance. But if he's if the if the passing accuracy is thirty five percent over the whole game. That would suggest that his second half passing accuracy was a lot lower than thirty five percent as well. There was one where he he was he had his back to the goal and he he tried to play it back to Conley and just gave it straight to one of their players who who was quite unlucky, I think, with the with the move that developed from it. Mm-hmm. And I, we can't afford it. Can't afford it this level um, for for me. So yeah, I think it's sort of uh, I think he should have got hooked earlier. I think, and if, I, if I'm going to be critical here of Appleton, it is that he didn't see what what was happening earlier. Oh, Tim, and, Tim, and, and Tim, and don't, don't,
3: don't, don't jump the gun. Look at oh, number six, can, Taylor's dummy. looks
4: at look the, uh, the uh, Google list. Yes.
3: Don't jump that gun. <laughs> uh, yes, Andy, um, we've had sloppy seconds and frontal lobotomies. What a great New Year's Day. We've got a uh, Taylor's dummy to come next, Andy, so... Brace yourself. Uh.
1: If we could, if I could try and make up for for yet yeah, again, I always slate CJ. Always, that's all I ever do on the podcast when he plays. If I could, if I could slightly try and um, compensate for that. One thing he was pretty good today was it was in the air. Um, he won quite a lot in the air, What? Which was CJ. Come he did. On. On. He did. <laughs> He did. He flicked, on, he flicked at least two off. But
3: he's when balls, so like, cool. literally landed on his head and he had no kind of option other than to head it.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. He did. He did. And he does have that, that sort of um, slight... He's, he's quite tall for a winger, and he, I could... You know, he's sort of got a little bit of... of um, You've got a little bit of the centre-forward about him,
3: if that makes sense. Da- Daz is really... sticking up for him. He's come back from a broken foot, hence careful.
1: Yeah. <laughs> when was
4: that?
3: When did he have a broken foot? That
5: was in season, oh, wasn't, <laughs> <Caesar>, wasn't it? <laughs> Daz, you're
3: not the, uh, the Mackenzie Estates, isn't the sponsor of CJ Hamilton, by any chance, is it? <laughs> now, nah, let's move on. It was, dif- it was difficult. Like, no, no, right, come we on. We're done with CJ. Yeah, yeah. We're done with CJ. All right. He's made a goal. Let's leave him alone. Yeah. Let's move on to Sunderland onslaught. Um, they've obviously hit the bar twice. Mad scramble stayed out. Marva's goalie twice. Max rolls made that brilliant save. Um, they really turned the screw in the second half, Tim. Um, they were they were a very good team actually. And
4: yeah, I think I saw a stat on is an AVFTT, So I've got to qualify it by saying that's why I saw it. But they had eighteen <laughs> shots. To our six, I think was the the stat that I read, and it, that that
3: probably felt about right. I think um, in most oh the xg two point yeah. eight one to our zero point five five, and they've had two thirds of the ball, eighteen yeah, shots to was, our six. It did
4: feel like the um, you know, the proverbial alamo didn't it? It was just one way traffic, and to me, it just seemed um, a match.
0: There's nothing quite like a McDelivery at participating restaurants. 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com dot com. Of time before they got the winner, I, I,
4: I actually turned it back on on the play a couple of times because I couldn't watch it because I thought it's going in. It's going in. I've, I've, I've got you know got very negative thoughts at this stage as to what the outcome would be and. Um, which would have been a very frustrating after what had been an excellent first
3: half. Maybe you should have a frontal lobotomy, Tim, and you wouldn't have had to uh, put yourself through yeah, it. Yeah, well, I, I, I felt like one at certain points in that second <laughs> half, I forgot to say.
1: There was that one, I think probably about five of their efforts came in one move. There's that one where just, it just—it was just under the crossbar and it wouldn't go out. Oh, yeah. And I think Marvin headed it off the line twice. He certainly did once and he just kept coming back. That was,
5: that was horrendous. Which moves? Us. I think we can. Uh, the one positive from that that onslaught is uh, you've got to give every credit to the de- defense today. Mm. They were excellent. The defense we selected, of course. That's um, right,
3: Pete. Yep. Yeah. So we're taking yeah, the credit for that. I
5: thought I thought Thornley and Marv had really good games in the center today. Yeah. And I um Thornley's not a, the quickest player in the world, but he uh, he was outstanding today. He was on Stuart as well a lot of the time, wasn't he? But, I mean, yeah.
1: Stuart was working across the line, but, I mean, it's not easy for him because he's not the biggest centre-half either.
6: Stuart's... No,
3: no. uh, uh, both our, both and our it. wingers were giving our full a torrid time, weren't they? They were, they were. both inverted, yeah. apparently, as well. Yeah. Both cutting inside, going outside. So, yeah, we did, we did well to survive the onslaught, but should have lost the game, really. Um, which <laughs> moves us nicely on... Uh, let's pick this comment that I've just seen. Where was it? It was relevant to the to the next point. Uh, can't find it. Anyway, let's move on then. Taylor's dummy. Now, what I mean by this is that's what Michael Appleton was for me in that second half. We were completely overrunning midfield. Um, they were just cutting through us like a knife 3 but constantly... And you could kind of see it from 50 minutes, and I was saying to all the people around me, "He's got to, he's got to change something. Dougal has to come on. We've got to match them up in midfield." And he's just stood there, just motionless. No, I just can't. I, I want to go run on the pitch and shake him, say, "Do something." Do you, do you think? I mean,
4: earlier on in the season we praised him quite a bit for, for making effective changes at a relatively early stage of the game. And I I know I sort of started to launch into this one uh, under the other section, but, you know, the writing was on the wall probably for 10 minutes before they scored. I I, I, I can't quite, I've quite got the timings of their goal, but for me, it was, it was, it was inevitable. It was coming and, um, and, and, there was an opportunity to shake things up a little bit and, and make us more solid, um, you know, and look, look to how about reposition certain players, even if we weren't going to make substitutions. And I just felt that we, 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 we let, we let them get the advantage with the equalizer when we cut without moving our pieces around the board, you know, they'd, they'd come out very, very different. And we did nothing to counter it. And it's just, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't get it because he, you know, whether he's feeling the heat a bit and, and not, not, you know, not quite the races. I don't know. But for me, a good manager would have changed our formation or our, or our personnel, uh, a good five, if not 10 minutes before he did.
3: No, oh, come About on, Tim. Eight. It's got to be more than, no, it was 80 minutes when he did it really. You, right, he yeah, switched I know the personnel.
4: Link to the link into the air equaliser, that's what I was was <laughs> right, Yeah, to. I think I think five or ten minutes before that goal went in, there was opportunities where we could have done something to try and uh, shore things up a bit, and we didn't. And I don't get it.
1: It wasn't even as if as, as if the players he left on sort of the, the obvious changes. Were to get Dougal in, in that midfield and and probably pull one of Carey or Patino out or even put Carey into into slightly more advanced and pull Pervader out because he he really faded as the game went on. Um, it wasn't even as if we were hitting them on the break ever or you could really see where the out ball was and I and I think if you if we if I'm Genuinely tried to be fair to him. I think I could see why he took, he, he took CJ off and put Beasley on. I could see why he did that at the time. I thought I don't get that, but then I can see why because he was trying to he was trying to get a second out ball and to get the ball to stick up front because he wasn't sticking to CJ. But it was the midfield that was getting overrun. It wasn't the yep. flanks, and he, he took Lavery off for Yates. And I don't think that made it was it almost I mean- like,
3: it was almost like for like change. I was like,
1: that's not what we need.
3: That's not what we needed.
1: And I didn't think Lavery had faded at all, I thought Lavery was still going pretty well. Um, And he said post-match, you could see they were both blowing. And I thought CJ had had, had lost his way, but I thought (laughs) Lavery was still playing well and Mm. I couldn't really see the logic in that.
3: Pete, anything to add? Taylor's dummy.
5: Um, I I thought Pavada was really struggling after about 60 minutes, fitness-wise, not struggling, you know, but other than that, and I, I, I thought he's got to take him off because he's on a yellow as well, and he's going to end up getting bloody sent off, and uh, and do it that way, like. But like, um, well, he went um,
4: over his ankle. If you're, he, he went over
5: his. I think he was. He went over his <laughs> he ankle. He did. I thought it was going to go he, off properly. Off.
4: I, I know, and, and, and to me, we we we'd said and in, in, uh, within our group, you know, two minutes, and he'll be off. But he did. I mean, to be fair, he. he, he it looked like he could still move around on it, but he was—I think—he was compromised. He was compromised in that, you know, he perhaps didn't—you know—he was—he was in a bit of pain, or he didn't have as much movement as he would otherwise have. So, um, I thought he might have been one of the obvious ones to make way. But, but to be fair to Appleton, keeping it balanced, you know, the way Pervader had played in the first half, you're not going to take him off unless you need to. At that stage, you'd give him a little bit of time to see how he see how he went on but he, did, he, he was most certainly
5: C- quieter he, he, he after taken, that. He could have taken CJ off and uh, pushed Pervader out wide and put uh, Dougal on in the middle. Yeah. Perveda
1: was on his last warning as well. Again, I seem to be watching, yeah. reading the referee a lot, but um, ref called Gaz over in the second half and said to quite clearly said to Gaz, if he does one more thing, he's going. Because he'd, he'd, um, I think he'd stop them taking a free kick.
5: Yep.
3: Okay, from Taylor's Taylor's dummy to boo. Final whistle's gone. One all. We've scraped. Uh, probably undeserved point at the end of the day. Uh, a, a good point, nonetheless. Uh, and as the, the referee was walking off towards the west, uh, a chorus of boos were heard echoing around the stadium. I personally thought it was just aimed at the ref because it kind of coincided from him uh, walking towards the touchline. Tim, obviously in the North. Well, the seemed to come
4: up, seemed to come over a bit. And and to be honest, I I wasn't really paying a lot of attention. And then I also heard this, but the boos were coming from the North. Now for me, if it were the referee, it'd probably be more the West, wouldn't it? Um, But uh, I I, I said something, what the, why are they booing? And, And the, the people who had their eyes on the pitch at the time said it was because Appleton started to come over. So that that, that was the impression I left with, that, that they were booing Appleton. And, and then it comes back to what we'd said on the last pod, isn't it? Which is, you know, he's damned if he does, he dam- he's damned if he doesn't. But I suppose what it does reinforce it is that we've got a, a fracture within the club between manager and fans for the most part. Um, that's going to be very difficult to reconcile moving forward. And and the difficulty for the board is going to be, you know, do we stick with what we've got? Obviously, we're we're now into the transfer window. We've got some new players coming in. or new players available. Most certainly, it's quite opportune that... I I, I think Appleton said that Lions wouldn't be playing for a few weeks because he he needed to get to match fitness or something. But I think he's going to have to... Get his match fitness up uh, very, very quickly because um, obviously with it's calling out for one or three. He's only, only one. one. It'd be one, it's just yeah. One. one, Yeah. So it, hopefully he it can get it out of the way against Forrest can't yeah. he? But yeah. I think I think uh, you know we've got Lions. Um, you know, a couple of people in the uh, chat are suggesting, um, which is after my exclusive in the patrons group picture of bowler in Polton. Um, <laughs> that the bowler is the bowler coming Ash, back.
5: Sorry, I thought it was Ash with a a hairband on.
4: <laughs> it was uh, well. Apparently, it was out in Polton the other night. So, um, you know, there, there's it's been there's been talk about this for a month or so. I mean, it would I mean, as somebody said, you know, imagine Pervader and Bowler playing together. You know, that that could be something worth seeing. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't know how Appleton's going to turn things around. But then again, if he goes on a bit of a run and gets three or four results under his belt, then all of a sudden it looks very, very different. Yeah. I, don't I don't see where those three or four results are coming from.
1: I don't think we've got a choice, though, now. I think if we were going to do it, we needed to do it a month ago because, you know, yeah. how how is a manager? It, it, we've had two crap transfer windows. There's no, there's no way around that. Um, the board must also acknowledge that because they've overhauled the recruitment team. Um, So, you know, it's all very well people saying the board have to be responsible. By overhauling the recruitment team, they've taken some responsibility for that. So fair play there. So we've hopefully got now a situation where we've got the right people in charge of getting transfers done, of identifying players and actually doing the business. And if we sack Appleton now, well, we might as well just sack this transfer window as well because any new manager, how long is that going to take? Seven, 10, 14 days. And then they're going to come in, they're going to have to look at the squad, decide who they like, decide who they don't like. What if, what if they don't want the players that have been lined up to bring in, hopefully for the last month while this recruitment team has been working? What if they don't want those players? What if we've got players who are lined up to go out and what if they want to keep those players? So how does how do we balance the budget that we've set and work all these transfer winners out? We, we are, to water the immortal words once again, we're stuck with him because it's too late now.
0: <laughs> it is. I think if you're
4: going to do it, you're going to do it at the start yeah. of the World yeah, Cup yeah. But to be yeah. fair, also this run of games as uh Transcended the the World Cup break, hasn't it? And that we'd had three or four, only three or four bad results going to the World Cup break because we'd actually had some decent performances against Preston and Coventry. It was only three or four in the build up, but then obviously we've had three or four in the build up, and now another three or four this side. Um, and you know, it's it's. I think what we're on something like two points out of twenty seven of some or something. I think we're on, which is you know, it's disastrous. Four from really.
3: 27, Tim. Um, you know, four yeah, four from
4: 27. So, but even so, you know, it's, the problem is we're not winning games. This is, it's all right getting creditable draws here and there, but the, you're better winning one and losing one. Yeah. You know, we yeah. all know that, uh, rather than drawing a few. Yeah. And and, and particularly the, the, in the big six pointers, we keep getting players sent off. And, uh, you know, excluding today, you know, we said this on the other one, you know, where in, 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 scenarios where we've got the ability to win the game, like we did at Hull, uh, like we did at Wigan and like we did at Sheffield United, we're getting players sent off. And, and you've then got the debate of whose fault is that? Is it the system? Is, it, is the system creating scenarios where we're having to lunge in? Where on, uh, Because it's it's last um, uh territory. Or is it just, are we unlucky? But how I don't know how many. No, you look unlucky. at that
3: look at that booking ta- that sending off table. You can't be unlucky. Seven versus, and you know, most, the next one's most three. Of them, most <laughs> yeah. of
4: them are damned to dive for, in with a last ditch tackle, aren't they? Yeah, I mean,
3: for me, mm. Tim, I was, I was on the fence with Appleton today, but today I am firmly in the Appleton out camp. Now, after just after the, the fact he did not react to the onslaught from Sunderland today, and it, it was so obvious. I'm I thinking, is he watching the same games I am? And the people around me. And yeah, so I I, I, I don't I don't care for Mitch what you've just said. All right, you know, people people will say It's just you know, so they, they change the players? Though, you know, you, it's, it's, you, he can't bring his own players in, but if you're head coach, you really don't control what players come in and out, and that's the new way it's done. And personally I don't think we can do any worse than Michael Appleton at the moment. Um, you influence. You influence what players go in. Well, now. you do. You, you, you do. do but, you're part of the transfer yeah, committee. I, if you say
1: you don't <clears throat> want them, and you don't want them, and and I look, I am not particularly asked about being Appleton in. I'm just saying the practical and pragmatic realities of it is everybody can mope down to Bloomfield Road and boo for the next month and flounce about. But th- the board, the board are not going to boot him now, and I think they would be wrong to boot him in this window because. If I play devil's advocate, I think we've done all right over the last three games. We've done okay or not dreadfully over the last three games. I think if you add in mentally, play a mental a little mind game, I think if you add in some quality to the last three performances, pick whatever players you think we're missing and add two or three of them into the last two or three performances, I think we get at least one win out of those games. I don't think we lose to Sheffield United with a bit more quality on the pitch. Um, I think with a right winger that could actually hold the ball, which is a pretty fundamental part of a system then we we do all right today, we maybe get a second goal today and I think we definitely beat Hull and I think the problem is why we're getting so many I think Connor nailed it the other night, the real reason why we're getting so many players sent off is because we have no defensive shield in midfield so the defence are under constant pressure and they're making those last-ditch tackles and, you know, if you throw in, if you imagine we played the whole season with a half-decent central defensive midfielder, as Josh has just said there, then, you know we don't get so many players sent off and then we have seven, eight more points on the board, and then everybody's going, oh, well, it's a bit of a mediocre season, but we'll see how we can build. Um, and I think it's got, Appleton's definitely got stuff wrong. He definitely has. And, he, and he's, he's got no tact and public relations skills at all. But on the other hand, I still think we're better off sticking with, well, I still think at this point, the board will definitely stick with what, they've got and where we're at and what we've done up till this point and I think at this point they're probably right
3: to do so okay let's get a different perspective on it Andy's uh, Andy Grass has been sat in the chat waiting for us um, new segment on the show we've got our obviously our patrons whatsapp group it sounds a bit like Bob Fleming um, we're going to let uh, patrons come on and have their say uh, Andy can you hear us yeah yeah thank you so Andy I, I guess you've just heard all that about Michael Appleton I know you've had a, a few things to say about him in our uh, WhatsApp chat. So, what's your thoughts, on where do we go yeah, with this situation?
6: Very much, really, what Mitch just said there, right? Is is uh, to me this uh, this comes down to coaching, right? We we were very pragmatic last year, very pragmatic about and and the football uh, wasn't overly exciting, but trickily set a team up to stop the opposition playing and then try and work from there, right? And so when Appleton comes in and he said he's going to have this expansive game, my view was straight away, before the season even started, well, okay, how's he going to do that in this league when we know as supporters that the quality of the opposition is going (laughs) to make inroads into our midfield. So right and then it'll put a lot of pressure on the back four. And subsequently, exactly that's happened. Right? So so our midfield isn't strong enough in a defensive capacity. Not at all. So why has he not co- come up with a system where he can play Dougal as a central midfielder in front of the back four as a shield, right? And th- this is working with the players that are available, right? Why has he not coached him to play that that role, right? So he can shield the back four and then he can let the, the more expansive players, Carey, Patino, or whatever, right, play in front, right? And I just don't get it. And it
4: and when he when he's played Dougal, um, particularly before the World Cup break, he was often playing in an advanced role, not in the defensive midfield role. So even when he was playing him, he wasn't for me. I, I know he did. He, I thought he did actually okay in that advanced role. But what he doesn't do is create that. Listen, it doesn't matter whether it's Dougal. It, when when we've got a right, when we finally get a right back in. Um, you could do it with Connolly if 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 the, if the other two sick notes ever make it back onto the pitch. You could do it with, with Bridcut and you could do it with Stuart. You just need to put one player in that in that, you know, to, to do the Macueley role, if you you know, going back a few years. Um, you know, and just sit in the and then we can play
6: off it. Yeah. And we can we can play off it. My 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 real concern is my real concern is sorry, Pete. My real concern is here uh, the, that the scenes like to be a lack co- a lack of coaching ability within his group, right? Whether that be him, whether that be Kerslake or O'Donnell or wherever, right? The the in his coaching team, there's a lack of coaching now, right? And a lack of ability to to see what we all saw today. We all saw the problems today, right? And. I, like there were some Sunderland guys near us, right? And I just turned to them at one 0 and just went like, "It's coming, it's coming!" Right? And within five minutes, it's good. And and from then on, let's be fair, they should have hammered us. And Birmingham should have hammered us. We got a point off Birmingham, and let's let's be absolutely honest, they should have hammered us, right? And this is happening. We we we. The Appleton apologists are all hiding. All, all saying we we're not we're not um, uh, we're not losing some games. We, we're fighting hard. I think he's inherited uh, an honest group of players who will fight for for the shirt. And I'm talking here about husband and big people like that. They fight, right and so so they're an honest fairly honest group that isn't due to Appleton that in my opinion, that's due to the players.
5: It doesn't make them a good enough standard though that, due to the fact they've got heart and everything. And I don't think I think you know we we should have had that center central midfield player proper one. I mean forget Stuart Bridcut because they were just like made out of glass. We should have two years we've been waiting for that, not just this season. It's just because yeah, I don't think Dougal is that player personally. I, I agree with you. What I'm trying to say,
6: sorry Pete, what I was just what I'm trying to do is work. Okay, he only has that group of players. How would you do it with that group of players? And if I was given that group of players, I would try my bloody best to coach Dougal to play that role, and and. Yeah. And work with Patino and Carey in front of him. That's what I would do if if it was mine. And and if it was, if you're being absolutely honest here, if it was your money in that in that football club, and you thought, okay, I'm going to splash two million here with your own money, would you give it to Appleton? And I'm not sure I would, to be honest. Well, uh, Andy,
3: I'll look, never
5: buy a football club. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's mad. <laughs> well, look. Is, I mean. is head testing. Some the matter of the bloke.
3: Do we, think, um, <laughs> do we think that Wright was influenced by Michael Oppleton, the purchase of him, 800,000, 750,000 on Dom Thompson? Did
5: pay that for him, really? Yeah, apparently.
3: Yeah, yep. I believe Callum so. Wright, 800 grand, yeah. 750 on, uh, what's his name? Thompson. That's a one and a half million, isn't it? Spunked. It was, uh, well, was- I,
6: I'm, I I'm, you know, I, I'm astounded at that really. And yes, I've heard the same, the same figures being bandied around, but I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely astounded when we all watched and we all know what we really needed. I mean, if, if you, if you gave, Providence like Tim and Mitch, here, a piece of paper, and said, "This is what this team needed." They'd pretty much come up with the same same positional um, um, the sort of same sort of players that we would need, and it and it wouldn't be right. It's experience that this this group needed at the at that time. And we've lost that, That's of good. course. I think
4: I think the 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 loss of Keo is is is. Well, I think we we all we know what impact that's had, but I think it's been disastrous because he's also he was the ball playing centre back, wasn't he? Actually, started off quite a few decent moves as well, and uh, and and bless him, Marv isn't going to do that for you, and and neither really is Thornley. So, um, you know, I, I think you know we've lost well, effectively we've we've lost the captain, the 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 um, the non-arm band wearing captain of the team uh, with with and we haven't replaced him and uh, you don't you might not replace him in the centre back you might replace him in midfield but you need you know a few years ago we had you know spearing you know I was a bit bit of a mixed bag for me but he was a captain and Keo was and we need we need that leader on the pitch and I don't think we've actually really got
1: them Hey, we've got, we've got one, we're, we're one, working. One,
4: number 14 captain yeah, I, I don't think a centre forward I don't think a centre forward should ever be captain to be honest
1: you just want Kenny Douglas captain
4: don't you I don't actually I don't I don't really want Kenny Douglas captain I want I want you know I want somebody who's who's really going to talk to the other players yeah. I'm, I'm certain that Keo, um marshalled that defence you know um and, uh, and and Spearing used to do it and you said you know this you know, when, when we go back and kind of go slightly out off, off Blackpool, but in the World Cup, the reason Henderson played as much football as he did was how much talking he did to other players on the pitch uh, during, during during the games. And and that's what we're missing uh, for me, I think. I think, you know, I think Hobby does a not bad job um, at, at doing it at the back. And I think Medina does a not bad job at doing it in the forward line, but I don't think either of them are the solution of being the
3: captain. Mm. Right, thanks for your call, Andy. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, we need to move on. Now.
6: Can I just talk, yeah, well, quit, yeah. one one thing? I will say is that obviously I work in Bolton, and we we, um, I, I, and because of my job, I will speak to a few of the Bolton lads who, who played there when Brig Cut was there, and and they tell me that Brig Cut's awesome, and they tell me he's an absolute, he is that person. However they acknowledge that we'll get 10 games a season out of him, tops. Waste of the time then. Because 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 that's, that's what, what he's been like wherever he's been.
3: Mm. Big up the recruitment uh, team. Anyway. Yeah, right. Cheers, Andy. Thanks what we call, Cheers, mate. Cheers, thanks. thanks. mate. Right, nice little extra segment there. Um, if you want
6: to
3: call into the show, uh, that's a, it's a benefit of our Patreon programme, patreon.com forward slash c Sanders pod. If you want to sign up, three and a half, £3.50 a month, uh, you get uh, everything released early and extra other bits and pieces like that. Thanks for calling anyway, Andy. Right, let's move on to player ratings. Uh, player ratings, let's get the, the graphic back up. Let's get us on the side. Um, start with you, Mitch, Chris Maxwell. That's got it. Uh,
1: yeah, we didn't do anything horrendously wrong. He, he flapped at one first half and second half he had one where he didn't. He came out for one, but he hadn't called for it and caused a bit of confusion. But actually, uh, other than that, he was all right. Seven. Mm, Fair. Yeah.
3: Tim, Callum Connolly, bit harsh.
4: Yeah, I mean, you've got to look at, I mean, maybe the second one was a yellow. The first
3: one wasn't. And um, it was well, a bit sloppy in possession today. It's one of the sloppy He had seconds. that
1: foul throw as well. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah Even
6: yeah, the North yeah. was singing, what
1: yeah. the FNL was that? It made me yeah. laugh because on the last pod, because I, li- I listened to the, the last pod on audio um, driving over. And at one point, everybody agreed that Callum Connolly, and I quote, never does anything wrong. It slipped out of his hands, to be fair. I, know.
4: I don't know whether it did. I, I think it's had an or... aberration, to be honest. It was just...
5: I'd like to think it did. I think no,
4: well, he's just lost the plot. Um, uh, six plus.
3: Yeah, that's fair. Um, Big Marv Pete.
5: Almost, again. Getting, almost um, getting back
3: to his best. He had a good game today.
5: He had a really good game, and he did the other night as well, which is great. That's a real positive for me. Uh, So, again, I gave him eight the other night, and I'm going to give him eight again. So I thought he was really, you know, all over it today and uh, did really well.
3: Looked Uh, good. Judd, back in. Uh, Mitch, you probably didn't hear it when he was clattered off the ball uh, in front of the north. Tim, you might have heard it. It's like a big... He got clattered. No pen, obviously. But, um, yeah, he was pretty solid, wasn't he, Mitch? Yeah, Judd did well. Seven plus. Faz. Jimmy Husband, Tim. Um,
4: solid, I thought, you know, without being uh, exceptional. Um I thought I, th- I think I think it's a fe- I think Pete made the point, didn't he, in the in the, the part. I thought the back four uh, really stood up in that onslaught and it, it must have been um you know, they had to they had to be switched on at all times. Sometimes it was desperate, sometimes it was just Boot it out, but between the four of them, and he—you know—he's between him and Conley. I think in particular that you know they are—they they make a very effective defensive um fullback pairing. Uh, so I'm going to go um seven plus.
3: Fairs. right, Pete. This is going to be an interesting one. Charlie Patino, who I wanted dropped for this game, I think he should have been dropped. um What did you think? Well, he hasn't been very good, has he? Just no.
5: recently. Uh, and Emperor's right new
3: clothes. Start, I once uh, described him as, well, and came in for very, a bit of stick.
5: Very early in the game, he put an awful pass straight to there one of their one of their players out of defence, and they 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 could have done a lot better with it. And I thought, oh, here we go, it's going to be off. But as soon as he did that, he changed completely, and I thought he had quite a good game. Um, he got stuck in. Uh, he was. There and every way, looked absolutely knackered when he came off. But I actually thought we did okay today. He put some lovely balls in, and you know some decent passes. Although he, he obviously wasn't great in the second half because we just never got going. But he defended all right, and he was sort of battling away. So I thought we did all right. So I th- I'll probably give him a seven.
1: Yeah, he got very muddy as well.
5: Did they have to notice that? <laughs> but you'd have seen that because you're obviously in Gary's pocket, aren't you? <laughs> so you're to it
3: than I, am. <laughs> I thought something's a bit uh, generous, but what do I know? Do you
5: think so, John? Why is
3: that? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just not feeling oh, it at the moment. Patino. I don't think he does does enough. And uh, there was just a He just floats around the pitch for me.
1: There was a comment before John, which I think sums it up. I can't remember who said it, but he said, "Patino, what is he?" Mm. And I think that's a fair question about what is he? Yeah, Because he's not at number 10. Nope. No way. Not number six. Is he an eight? Is he a box-to-box box eight? You know, not sure. Is he a six? No. No, I'm not sure. What what, what exactly is he? And I think that's fair. Floats he's around. A very, yeah. He's a very talented footballer, and I really like the work he puts in. He You know, he, he puts some good tackles in today. He's got a great character. He's very likeable. But what actually is he? Mm. I think that's fair.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Sonny Carey, Tim. Um
4: <clears throat> I, I I thought he did okay. Um I, I, I'm sort of on the fence with him a bit today and I, I like him as a player and um I just um I don't think he affected <laughs> the game. Sorry, what we're
3: laughing at. <laughs> yeah, Rich Hensor, Patini's the new kiker, the next kike. <laughs> <laughs> Um so, Yeah, but it's difficult because,
4: you know, him, him and Patino were, uh, uh, you know, we've had this discussion before, you know, they, I think they would play a lot better with, with somebody anchoring behind them. Well, this um, team is crying so, out
3: for Tim, isn't it? This team's yeah, crying six out. Plus. Yeah. yeah. Six plus. We need this McIllely. We need this happy shopper McIllely. We need an Andy Morrison. Yeah we, do. Oh, guess. Guess.
5: yeah, we do. Yeah, that'd be great, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, great. Never mind this McIllely business. That's a hipster reference. Okay. That they all love McIllely. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Preaching to the converted here, Mitch. I'm all over Andy Morrison as well. Uh, did you see? um AC scored the other night, just as a quick aside. Andy Carroll. He bagged. Anyway, no, let's not let's not go on yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah, he bagged. Yeah. Uh, right, who are we on next? Ian uh Ian Pravada. Ian I've lost my order. I think we well, I think you missed Mitch out a couple of times. No, Sorry. he's just
5: done uh, he's just done Sonny. I think it's you, Tim. No, Pete. It's
3: you, Pete.
5: Oh it must be Mitch then. I'll do Pervader, right. I'll Pervader change the order.
1: Great. There we go. I'll do Pervader. Pervader was great. I thought it was one of the... I said before, I'm just repeating myself. That was the most fun I've had watching a Blackpool player for God knows how Since long. Since Josh really Bowler left. Well, yeah, and actually, but up the middle, there's something even more rawly thrilling about watching a player do that right down the middle yeah. of the pitch because you kind of expect a wide player to, to take his man on and, and Perveda was taking it in and some of the holes he got out of were just absurd. It was like watching someone, I don't know, like undoing a big load of wool that had got all tangled up and then it sort of comes out in a straight line. Was oh, Christmas, Christmas lights,
3: me. Mitch, better analogy, topical analogy. <laughs> like I'm doing yeah, a load Christmas of Christmas lights, lights in a
1: box. <laughs> yeah, and it was scintillating. And I thought there was a load, you know, I thought I've been critical of him um, on some of his cameos by some, he just gets the ball and cuts inside and runs into a tackle every time. And he was the exact opposite this today. I thought he's he's he got a good balance of when to to give the ball. You know, he'd go on a run past three people and quite often he'd then lay it off or lay it outside. He probably could have got a couple of shots off and and maybe had that one extra touch. But I thought he was absolutely terrific, and I thought he really drove us forward for 45 minutes and and brought, you know, when you've got a player like that in the team, it encourages everybody else to go forward as well. There was none of this faffing around, let's take two touches, pass it back, knock it back to... Knock it back to Charlie Patino, who's playing centre back for no apparent reason. So he'll knock it out wide to Jimmy, and Jimmy has a look and knock it back to Charlie. Let's go back to Maxwell business. It was get the ball, head down, attack. Fantastic. 9 9 for him. Shame he's not our player. It is really, isn't
4: it? Yeah. It, to be honest, <laughs> oh, yeah. if he'd done the same in the second half, it was a 10. Oh, yeah. First half yeah. was a 10. Yeah. Wasn't
3: it? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was absolutely wonderful. You know when um, you're playing, is it Monopoly? When you get a chance card and it—and it's like, go back, go straight to jail, do not pass go, uh, do not collect £200, uh, straight to jail. It's, it's kind of like that with Pervader. You're doing well and all of a sudden, at the end of the season, it just goes back and you're back to square yeah. one again, aren't you?
4: Mark, Marcus is asking, why don't we throw 800000 grand at Leeds? I, I don't think they'd sell him for 800000 grand. But secondly, um, if if what we hear about is
3: wages... Is right. Is um, completely off the scale as, to, as regards to what we can we can afford. Particularly after that car we saw him getting into Tim outside the West with uh, a yeah. several of his entourage in there. That car he's got a Rolls
4: Royce him. apparently as well, yeah. hasn't
3: he? Yeah, he was turned up to that in training. Anyway, one swallow doesn't make a one swallow doesn't make a summer. It's only one game. Let's not big him up too much. Uh, Chris Hamilton, Tim, or was it Pete? <laughs> Pete. Oh, that's me. This time. Chris Hamilton.
5: Uh, well, yeah. Well, old CJ turns up in his uh, Reg Nova, doesn't he? Um, <laughs> I think going on what we, how you did, um, um Jan Pavader. I think you've got to do it on two halves. So I would have given him. He had a really good first half, probably Shit, a seven up. plus, and then add something like a four. In the second half, That's so six, a six then, a six I think.
3: Mm. Yeah, yeah. League four is generous for the second half.
5: Yeah.
3: Right, Tim, and, you've got big Gaz.
4: Big big Gaz to do, does what big Gaz does, doesn't he? I, I, I thought I thought particularly the first half, him and uh, Pervade were working really well together, and also Pervade was playing around him, and and Gaz was acting as the the battering ram and 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 and, and played some one twos with him, and it was it was it was good to watch. Um, don't think he was as effective in the second half. Um, I did wonder whether he might have been the one to make way. I think though, um, and I can understand it. I think capital likes to keep him on for obviously when the corners are coming in. He's our most effective defender in those corner situations. Uh, <clears throat> probably a seven plus.
3: Fair um, enough. Uh, and finally, Mitch, uh, Shane Lavery.
1: Yeah, I thought lives did really well. Um, you know, I thought it was a big sort of challenge for him coming in to replace Jerry. It was, of so it could have gone very badly wrong because, you know, Jerry's probably maybe not the fan favorite, but certainly one of the fan favorites. And um, he took his chance with both hands. He took his goal very well. Um, his work on the wing was competent. He's not a winger, is he? Really, but it was competent enough. Um, he he beat a couple of players. He had that nice moment second half. There were some really nice bits of professional play where he won a throw in, or won a corner, or won a free kick in a, in an in, sort of an intelligent way. And I also like the fact there was one where he charged a shot down, and it almost made something for us. I can't remember what happened from it. Uh, I thought he was back back to something like the the sort of really busy waspish Shane Lavery that we like to see. So I'm going to give Lavs an eight. Waspish, I like that one. Yeah,
3: waspish. Wow, okay. <laughs> right, um, I think I think we'll call it a day there, gents, because I'm going to watch the darts. I think. Uh, MVGs in action, isn't he? No one else loved the darts? Unlike I me. Are, no, I, I love the darts. Left us. I love the darts and it's an hour and 20, so I'm going to go. Um...
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Crafty Cockney is no more, unfortunately. <laughs> right, everybody. Uh, when that... <laughs> thanks I for joining. that Mad Geordie
1: commentator was on it. He used to, oh, was Sid he Waddell. Sid yeah, 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 he was amazing. He used to just watch it just for
3: him. Yeah. <laughs> RIP and Jim Bowen. Uh, right, gents, thanks for your cover. Thanks for your um, company this evening it's been a pleasure as ever Um, do like and subscribe to the video if you're watching on YouTube Um, and we'll be coming back to you after the Nottingham Forest game in the FA couple of hours thanks for watching thanks for downloading and up the pool up (laughs) the the pool happy out so just before you head off I'd just like to bring your attention to a Patreon ...support programme that we are running. This enables you to just contribute a small monthly amount... ...to help support our show and support our content. So head over to patreon.com forward slash Pod. ...you'll find details of how to sign up. It's about £3.50 per month. Price of a pint and for that you get a few other bits in return... ...which is access to our private members' WhatsApp group. You'll get some exclusive podcasts, competitions... ...so we generally run match pass draws for our patrons and just other random bits and pieces as they come in and we are going to be running an extra time podcast which is going to be an exclusive podcast just for patrons so if you want to sign up patreon.com forward slash seasiders pod it'll be great to have you on board thanks for listening